it going, fellas? Lady fellas, we're back for another episode of the Three Guys Park Bench Podcast. Here, it's me, Rouse, LaFay, and James. What's going on, fellas? Another day, another people. podcast. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Oh, uh, corner table. <laughs> so we're here again, guys. We got another podcast. We're going to do our three main topics of the day. We got online shopping, ultimate bachelor party, and at the end, our our new reoccurring theme, aka the three guys pick them. So, with our main centerpiece of the day, I'm going to hand it off to my man James. James, what do you got? So, yeah, the centerpiece. Obviously, a lot of people have been uh, watching this on TV. It's been a big talk. It's actually really good. The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary with the Bulls and yeah. all that. Dude, what a great show. Like, number one, what a great thing. I, I, I obviously knew how, like, big Michael Jordan was back in the day. But watching the show, like, really changes my opinion and, like, how big of a superstar he was. I mean, he yeah. was absolutely a monster. It's, it's incredible. I mean, the amount of people around the world that just worshipped him, you know, like, I, I granted not being around at that time, I didn't understand it. But now being able to, like, kind of almost go back through it. And he, the way he had every, like, had his everything, like, recorded and filmed, it's, it's genius. Like, you know, like, you kind of feel like you're along with him for the journey. It's kind of nuts. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just, there's just a couple things that, like, I just find ridiculous. Like, one of my favorite things about The Last Dance so far has to be the Dennis Rodman Vegas trip. Dude, I didn't, <laughs> I knew Dennis Rodman. Oh, I knew he was a character. But I never understood to, like, the degree in which he was a character where he's, like, yeah, in the season, he's just, like, I need a break. Like, imagine, like, you're just, like, you go into work one day, and you're just, like, yeah, I need a break. And they're, like, okay, like, yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm going to Vegas for a week. Like, you're not going to see me. How nuts is that, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. That's, that's such a Dennis Rodman move. Yeah, man, it's absolutely bonkers, you know. I, I, I honestly, you know, we were all saying amongst, you know, our group of friends that, this couldn't have been more of a perfect time for a sports documentary, considering that there are no sports at the time when it first came out. And even now there's still nothing really going on. Um, this was so well needed and so well timed by ESPN, even though I like, you know, I'm not the biggest ESPN fan, but and just top to bottom. This is an absolutely incredible documentary. I think that probably the coolest thing is, you know, for us, we, we weren't alive for any for much of the yeah. Jordan era. I you know how many people can say they were watching Michael Jordan when we were in two thousand when we were four years old? Like come on, that's a bit of a stretch. No like you know, I mean, you're, you didn't really get to see the magnitude, like James said, of, of a superstar that he was. Um, you know, and now to see it kind of firsthand and almost make carry him into the next generation is fucking crazy. Because now all these kids that are all LeBron guys, they're like, all right, now you're seeing you're getting a taste of what Michael Jordan was all about back in the nineties, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like how they are doing uh, the documentary series, how it's 10 parts, because I feel like it really needs, you need 10 hours to cover. Yeah, you need the time for sure. And I feel like Jordan and whoever made this podcast definitely saw this whole national pandemic coming because the timing couldn't be any more perfect because there's literally (laughs) nothing else to watch. Um, Yeah. I think it's crazy how Michael Jordan, how competitive he is and how, he just wants to win above anything else. And I just love the, the trash talk, like in the last episode with him and Steve Kerr going. Through. Yeah. Steve Kerr too. I mean, that's low key that he also has a dynasty. This Yeah, yeah I know. Fucking crazy, man. 
crazy. Pretty wild. And I, I'll, just circling back to uh, the Dennis Rodman thing, I also thought it was even crazier that Jordan had to come and grab him from Vegas. How great <laughs> is that? The best player in the world is coming to ruin your bender. Dude, Dennis Rodman is a character. Like, he is chilling in North Korea with Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il, I believe. Like, yeah. the guy, like, he just does him. I'm pretty sure he's had sex with Donna a million times. Like Carmen Electra. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's he's definitely had really He's what dude, I, I remember I was I was scrolling through uh Instagram one day and like they you know how they have like those little like five minute interviews with, with sports stars and stuff like that. And there was one with Dennis Robin. I'm like, clickbait, bro. I'm fucking I'm listening to Dennis Robin talk. It's like Amazing. you know, he's got some wild fucking story that, that nobody's heard. Dude, he's told this wild story about how like he broke his dick twice. I'm like, what <laughs> yeah, yeah. the fuck? <laughs> and you're just like putting it out there for everyone to know that like you literally broke your penis twice. I it's love the way man. he talks. <laughs> Dude, he's a fucking psycho. 96 Bulls, man. I was there, man. I There'll never be another Dennis Robin, man. People can try, but there'll never be another Dennis Robin. My favorite thing is like he was a character, but he also was just a really great like player as well. You know? Yeah. Like, that's just that's the best thing about him. I think the, the, the question I have for you guys is like, you know, in my opinion, you know, people always want to compare the great teams. They even do it on 2K where they'll put like an all-time great team. Like they'll do like, you know, uh, you know, say like the 90s Bulls and then they'll, they'll put it and then you can play against, you know, like the, the big three of like Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen and um, Paul Pierce and, and Paul Pierce. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You can do that on 2K. You know, the crazy part with Dennis Rodman is, you know, the guy wasn't a scorer. And everyone's like, oh, like the 90s Bulls would still, you know, kill these other teams and this and that. You know, do you think Dennis Rodman's game would translate? Like, I, I, like, I don't know. Because, like, now in today's basketball, everybody has to score. And Dennis Rodman, he had games where he had fucking 25 rebounds and, like, three assists and not a single point. I feel like he just bodied people though like he just played very good defense he was you know what i mean oh like, yeah he's like a five-time like, defensive player of the year or some yeah. shit like that yeah i'm not sure like how he would translate to today's game because i mean first off nba is probably the last league i watch out of the major four so i don't really mm-hmm. watch a lot of basketball but i would say yeah it's difficult to see his game translate but yeah he's not a prolific sc- scorer i mean he's a shutdown defender and he yeah. gets people's face and he's just a freak athlete and he has like a freak personality and I feel like he scares the other team so he would be he would be on my team if I had to <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like if they're playing I feel like it would be a little bit more of an even playing field if they were playing like 90s rules like when you can just fucking beat the shit out of somebody on the court <laughs> like you could just tomahawk somebody going for a layup and they're like all right whatever that's just foul yeah I like how I like how the documentary gives that behind the scenes too, because that's yeah. all they're talking about is the physicality of the sport. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I really like thought was really interesting. I didn't know much about um, the whole like Jordan's dad passing away, like and all that. Like that was obviously new yeah. to me because I didn't know much about basketball. And that scene where he wins uh, the championship after like you know that like his dad dying and coming back into like the league after like the one and a half year like hiatus playing baseball and like all of that. That was awesome. Like, I think it just humanized him to me. And I thought that was really cool. Like, that's I, it made me gain a lot of respect for him in that sense. Yes, well said. Yeah. You know, in backtracking a little bit, you know, I, I still think one of, the, one of the 
coolest things about this documentary is like James said, seeing Jordan's competitiveness, his will to win, him pushing his team to win, you know, it, 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 you know, you hear the, for us, you know, we hear all the Kobe stories like, Oh yeah. Like, like Kobe called me a, called me a bitch or some shit like that. And you know, yeah, you know, Kobe's pushing his team. Like it, you know, what do you guys think about that? Do you think like Jordan like was too far with his teammates? Do you think like he pushed them too hard at times? Or do you feel like it was just because, you know, they wanted to win. He wanted to win. He knew like, this is what it took to win. I mean, I think it's just one of those things where, yeah, he knew what it took to win. And yes, he pushed them very hard, but the results were obviously championships. So at the end of the yeah. day, if you're achieve, achieving the, the highest in which the game, like, you know, the highest award in the game that you can receive, I think in that sense, like, how can you argue with that? Like, there's results. Like, they're working their ass off, but results are happening, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I remember I, I saw, it, like, it was a comment on, you know, ESPN or sport, you know what I mean? Some shit like that on social media it was some, yeah, some today some NBA player today he was saying it's like yo someone called me a hoe or some bitch ass motherfucker on the court he's like I'd swing on right then and there um I, you know, I wonder if you know like I said it comes down to the question are you pushing it too far to have these you know to have somebody push you like that like or, or are we just getting softer and we can't handle shit like that you know what I mean is that, is that what today's generation is I think today's game is all about the money and it's all yeah. about the opportunity to put yourself at the center of a fran- uh, franchise to make yourself profit like imagine yeah. if Jordan would pull kind of like LeBron move where the free agency and you know cut. yeah he's televising it and he wants all the best players like imagine if if Jordan in 97 was like wait a second like everybody shut the hell up we need to trade for Shaq right now and <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal and he he forms a big three with him Shaq and put in any other player like power forward or whatever that would be insane. Like you didn't see Jordan do that. He's like, no, nah, we we got this squad. It's 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 definitely a good squad. Like he had Pippen, he had Rodman, he had countless other role players too. But he never made a big three, and he still won six titles. Like, I don't know because you can consider you can consider him Rodman and Pittman a big three, and like even even it was well. That's it. the only difference was I would say Buffet is that um, Dennis Rodman at that point when they traded for him. Like, that's, this is one thing I didn't even know. Like, I always assumed that Dennis Rodman was with them from the start. I didn't yeah. even know they traded for Dennis Rodman, which is fucking crazy. He's and, just, you know, everyone's like, Dennis Rodman's a head case. Nobody wants him. And Jordan's like, nah, we need this fucker. Yeah, definitely. But, I like hey. how he pushed them all, though. I mean, he's like, look, I'm Michael freaking Jordan. I already have a, a movie with Bugs Bunny coming out before. <laughs> he's like, I'm doing Space Jam. I just got back from playing baseball. Like, get on my level or get the fuck off the court. <laughs> like, that's what's so great about it. Oh, my God. The Jordan Dome. Where, then all the players came to where he was filming the movie to play was, him. How great is that? That's yeah. like Drake and Future, like, dropping a mixtape, having everybody come down to Atlanta. Like, yeah. yeah. Not really. I thought that was, that was such a cool – no, but I get what you're saying. Like, that was such a cool thing to see. I was like, it just goes to the, like, show. Like, people just enjoyed – like, they just enjoyed playing and, like, they loved playing at the highest level, you know? Like, that's pretty fucking nuts. I think one of the craziest part is, you know, like you say earlier, James, I think it's cool how you got to kind of see all aspects of this phenomenon. Like, yeah. you no joke, like you would, it, it wasn't just about the basketball. It was about the people behind, you know, behind the court, behind the jersey, yeah. and you know, how they handled the pressure of, of winning and playing like this. Like, dude, like they were saying, like, what, you know, when, like, you know, Be Like Mike came out, like, dude, Jordan had, got, had press on him 24-7. And he, yeah. the only time he got any peace 
was when he was sitting in his hotel room alone, which is fucking bonkers, man. Like, just imagine being swarmed by media constantly. It's a give and take, you know, when you are that big of a player or that big of anything in the world, you're, you have to give a lot of your privacy away, you know, to live that life. It's, it's just that it happens, but yeah, yeah, it makes for a hell of a story. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, he had it all. He had the endorsements, he had the movie, he fucking had the commercials. Like I, you know what I mean? I can understand why the bad boys wanted to rough him up a little bit. They got tired of seeing his face fucking everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, I, I think ESPN did a really good job with this documentary. And um, a crazy thing that I saw as well is that ESPN is going to be coming out with two more documentaries: one about Magic and one about Kobe, filmed in like the same way. So I think that's really cool that they're going to keep you know pushing oh, yeah. stuff like this out. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely great. Um, for all the Met fans out there, dude, there I I was saying how sick would it be if they did a a, a 1986 Mets podcast not podcast um 1986 uh doc like this because they're the same way man they fucking partied they went out they fuck they everybody hated them they were like the the fucking guys because they had all these wild characters on the team yeah well i said that i said that in one of our group chats with our friends and everyone's like do you watch espn 30 for 30 and i'm like but to the magnitude of which this is filmed you know like the the amount of time that they put into it the 10 hours there's a difference. I understand. It's like, you know, but I agree with you. I would love to see that for a couple of sports dynasties. The Mets yeah. being one of them. I think that's going to happen now. I think that's going to be a big thing. The early there. 2000 Yankees is another great one. Yeah, these um, iconic franchises and teams, you know, go. Yeah. If they, if, the big thing is if they have to have the footage, the behind the scene footage, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the Jordan Docs. They had all the behind the scene footage. So Jesus. it was perfect. And, you know, and, and you know, hearing everyone talk about it is just. It, it makes you think uh, how many other players right now that are kind of following his technique and filming a lot of their career right now in their primes. For example, you know, LeBron. Like, I wonder if he's filming a lot of his career right now to prepare for a documentary like this somewhere down the line. Because that footage is, you know, when you're that big of a superstar and you have all that footage, people crave and want to see, like, what it was like, the come up, the lifestyle, the, the inner stories about it. You know, I think that's fucking sick. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's, it's it's just wild shit man it's so cool Pull, just pulling that curtain back and seeing what's going on behind the scenes i think yeah. i think lebron's documentary is going to be great too whenever oh yeah yeah because the thing the thing about lebron is he's been an unbelievable player and he's never squandered himself in the spotlight you never hear about him gambling yeah. or getting into he's had a, a, a flawless career when it comes to no drama at all i mean other other than the miami thing no drama in his career. Even then, that's just like a free agency thing. He's one of those guys that like you want to meet and hang out with because I feel like he'd be so chill. I just feel like he would be so enjoyable to hang out with and just have so many awesome stories and just views on things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he had the toughest, I think, he had a tougher come up than Jordan too because I saw this thing on Twitter saying, oh, if LeBron was a football player, he would be probably the best. I think Doc Rivers said, if LeBron James played football, he would probably be the best football player in the NFL right now. The thing is, he grows up in kind of the projects of Akron, Ohio. He can't afford to have football pads. There's no, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it, It's stuff like that. that, that well, he needs a hoop and a ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, crazy. And, you know, it, it's between that and I think it's a social media era. You know what I mean? Like he came up in high school and, and they think you didn't go to college. You went to high school throughout high school. And they call him the chosen one. Like, man, like he had, like he had the fucking spotlight on him since day one. So. It's it's definitely definitely two different come ups, but they both they both have both incredible athletes and 
the pressure, man. The fact they can keep going is amazing. I don't know if you guys watch it, uh, and I've been preaching it. If you guys don't watch Game of Zones Season 7 right now, it is incredible. It ties in so many basketball teams and players. You need to check it out. You need to check it out. I know that's on a side note, but yeah. everyone has to watch it. And they make reference to, like, all these things that we just talked about. It is fucking hilarious in Game of Thrones style. Yeah. Oh. I've heard nothing great things, man. But uh, better, man. pressing on, fellas, I think, I think another great thing we should be talking about right now is, you know, being in this quarantine, we got so much going on. By so much going on, I mean literally fucking nothing. We're not doing anything. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I find myself in a wormhole of online shopping. Whether it's purchasing, just looking from afar, I, I find myself looking at shit I do not need all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of see myself buying this oh right now. That is <laughs> a lot of tissues. I'm for the- a box of fucking tissues. What is that, a four by four, five by five? We is got that- a nine by nine. We have nine by nine. A nine by nine of tissues. That, that is an incredible online purchase. I don't know what it Allergy is. Allergy season. How much was that? This was twenty eight ninety nine. Steal. Got- <laughs> Absolute steal. Absolute steal from, from Jeff Bezos and Amazon. It's solo facial tissues. So there's 160 tissues in bu- per box. And 160 times 18, whoever can do the math, is that's how many tissues I got. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So plug in Solomos, uh, buy their tissues. Yeah. So good. But yes, Ralki, I agree. I've been in a wormhole of online shopping, getting random shit, just looking because what else is there to do all day? Yeah. No, no, I, I haven't bought as much, but here, for example, since I haven't like been, you know, making a lot of purchases, I was like, Oh, I'm going to buy a pair of Ray-Bans because I lost mine um, playing in the water at the beach. That was really a horrible idea. Um, yeah, you hate to see that. So I decided to buy another pair. But shipping is all fucked up because of oh, all yeah. this whole quarantine. For, for a week, it told me, oh, your glasses are going to be delivered on um, Friday, May 8th. And when I checked Friday, May 8th, uh, they were still in Atlanta. So they were nowhere by us when it was supposed to be here. I get the package on May 11th on my front door, and the box is fucking crushed. And it's sunglasses. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, they're going to be broken the other box inside is soggy and wet and oh, somehow God. thank god ray-ban puts them in a in a case and yeah. uh you know it was, it was good but i was just i was thinking to myself i'm like come on ray-ban like do better like that's not what I, <laughs> why you be like this well they're not broken and that's fine so i'm not gonna bitch and complain and it was it was a day late but yeah. you know it's and i get it's a quarantine but come on you know yeah. so that, that's been my one online shopping experience so far and i have to admit it's been shitty <laughs> Bro, I mean, I'm in the same boat with you with sunglasses. I'm like, oh, you know, summer's rolling around. I'm going to be at the beach, going to do things. So I ordered, ordered a pair of sunglasses. And unknowingly, I, I, ordered, I ordered like an international company from like Australia or some shit. And they're like, all right, they're coming your way. I ordered them like a month ago. And they're still not here. And they're like moving like at a snail's pace right now. I, I, I haven't gotten a shipping update in a week. Or sorry, in like 10 days. I'm like... God damn, I'm never getting these sunglasses. You'll never, in you'll like never Geneva get it, or some shit like that in Europe yeah. right now. And they send you like, 
they'll send you a message and it'll you don't even because you don't even know where it is where it's shipping from it's and it's in japanese or chinese wherever <laughs> you ordered from so you don't even know what you're getting it i ordered a saquon jersey from this website no regrets it was 20 dollars, and i knew it was going to take two months to come that's what i'm getting when i order things from china and i understand that it was a cheap thing but i understand the struggle of just not knowing where it is when you're getting it from like you know a place like that the DH shipping's gate. crazy DH uh, gate. Express? Ah, yeah, great jersey. Great, great. If you're looking to buy a jersey, DHgate is the spot. Chinese jerseys, they take like four weeks to come, but guess what? They're quality jerseys. They show up, and you're spending a fraction of the price you would spend on a real one. Do you pay for speedy shipping? Because four weeks, more like fucking ten weeks. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Oh my god, yo, you were so slept on. You guys remember the days where you would order a fake from? silk road or you know yeah. id god and they would come from china with like you know a little mini statue or some shit you're like i don't know when it's coming is it fucking coming i don't know <laughs> and they come in the weirdest ways like i think like someone i know got it came in like a cat clock and you had to break the cat clock to get the ids <laughs> out how great is that that's amazing that's I remember innovation mine, i think came in a picture frame uh in the back and or maybe it wasn't mine but someone I know got theirs in a picture frame from China and they got the package and they're like, wait, what the hell? I didn't order a picture frame. Like why is it? <laughs> and they opened it and it's like, Oh, there's my New Jersey ID. I see. <laughs> Dude, they are so creative about hiding those fakes in something or like, you know, finding their way around it. it. It was so fucking funny, man. Good IDs too. Quality, quality fakes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was in college, we ordered, we ordered fakes my freshman year. And somebody um, got them delivered to like their house at home or something like that. So we, um, we ordered them and they're like, all right, we're going to mail them to you in a birthday card. And they ended up being too heavy. So it went to the mail, bo- mail office and had to stay there. And we had to pay for it at the mail office. But I remember the girl who ordered them was like bugging out. because she was like, they're going to know they're fakes. I'm going to get in trouble. Well, I mean, they can't it open was your fucking mail. Wild. We ended so, up getting them in the workout, though. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I mean, that would sketch me out, too. Um, I, I definitely thought the way, although the, the clock and other weird ways of hiding the IDs, it's, I, I didn't think it was a bad idea. I, I heard about that. I'm like, that's genius. That's great. <laughs> you know, it's just weird when, um, you know, when I guess your parents, if you order it to your parents' home, and they're like, why did you get a cat clock? Like, yeah, right. It's, here, it's always know? some sketchy shit. Yeah. Thank God. I, I remember losing my last ID. It was like losing a kidney. It was brutal, man. I Losing that, oof, that was a hard day. I think I still have mine. Do you? Yeah, I got mine. I'm frame oh, it. man. I, see, I was, I was a schmuck. Like, I, I, two of them I lost because I confidently went up two bars that I just shouldn't have done. It was just a bad idea. Me and my baby face trying to, you know, walk in thinking I'm going to do it. Did not go well. Yeah. <laughs> Now we know. Yeah, All right. Uh, I got a, a little update for you guys. Uh, trying out this new segment. So as you know, whenever I'm using the bathroom or whenever I'm just in bed past my alarm clock, I'm usually on Facebook just reading random posts. So there is this 53-year-old man who I'm very close with who has a <laughs> Facebook account. And he's got some hot takes. And he's got some funny posts. So you might know him by his initials, TK. Um, he has posted a shotgun on his page, um, holding, I think, a martini and, and a shotgun. 
I'm not sure. But I thought I'd just rattle off a couple of uh, the funnier ones because, you know, I love 53-year-old men who speak their mind, right? Just just let it all okay, happen. Unfiltered, pure unfiltered. Just, you, you hate Democrats. You just, you're all about the Second <laughs> Amendment. You know what I'm saying? You just love the drink. I love it. That's, I hope when I'm 53, I'm writing stuff like this. All right, here's uh, one of the posts that I was reading. This is from TK. Quote, to the deaf people who are suing because Cuomo doesn't have a hand guy, and in, in all caps, just use closed caption. <laughs> that was my favorite one. Uh, there's another one. Bored during lockdown? Call a woman's rights group and ask to speak to the man in charge. <laughs> my 600-pound life, season 8, episode 19, 16 exclamation points. Are you kidding? Who watches this shit? <laughs> Not to sound gayish, but I can feel the pollen in my throat. Thank goodness for Allegra. Very bad outside, period. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, we got Deducio, who I believe is de Blasio. He calls him Deducio. I like that. Deducio. If, if you're not opening city beaches and Long Island, Will, where the fuck do you think everybody's going, dick? <laughs> Yo, a second. I, I swear, man, the older you get, the less of a fuck you give. It's incredible. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. On Fresh Out the Printer, bachelor parties. Be that time. I like 24. That. Uh, life is ending soon. People are going to start to get eloped. Uh, <laughs> talking about this yesterday. Um, I think I'm going to be one of the few people who wants an international bachelor party. I'm thinking Ireland. What are yeah. you guys thinking for yours? I think we need that. I think Ireland is such a good call. I, or, I, or I know, they call uh, it the stag party. Yeah, yeah. Or in Australia, the Buck's Night Out. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Outback. Dublin, Dublin's a good one. I, we, I mean, I love Dublin. Dublin was fantastic. It's degen if it's not a bachelor party. So I can only imagine if you're going there with that mindset. Um, I know. I, now, I guess there's a lot. There's a lot of really great places. For example, the international party is a good one. If if you if everyone has the money and has the time, Vegas is a really fuck. I mean, it's Vegas, you know, like it's it's gonna be a mess. Vegas baby, it's a lot of fun. Vegas baby, Vegas, you know, like just like Vinny and the boys did once, you know, so or many times. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I'd have to think about. It. I'm sure it'll come to me more as like you know, time progresses. But you know, I think I think always the big question is, you know, it's would you rather have a party with more people that more people could attend or would you rather have a better, bigger party? It'll cost you more, less heads will be able to go, but you'll be able to do something a little more extravagant. Like me, I, I find myself more on the side of, I'd rather spend less money, do something more local and have more people come and just be fucking outrageous than yeah. be like, ah, only like seven of my boys can come, but we're going to send it in, you know, Ireland. So I feel like it's kind of a, it can go either way. It depends what your vibe is. I'm definitely, I would do something more local, more, more people, more people could show up. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, you know, 
going out going out to maybe like Montauk for like a long weekend or some shit like that. That's a great call. Just bar crawling all weekend long, or even like you know any any like major town that ha- that you can bar hop and just have a good time. Yeah, I think it also it also depends where your bachelor party falls in the trend of the rest of your friends. For example, yeah, the first group of people that get married, like, you know, that have their bachelor parties, people are going to want to go all out. Cause they're going to be like, Oh, it's one of the, it's the first guy, or the second guy, like, let's go to Vegas. Let's do-. Yeah. People are going to, people are going to want to go places. Then in the middle, when there's a ton of bachelor parties, people are going to be more conservative. And then the guys at the end, oh, no, no, I think so. I think that's different. I think the guys at the end of it, you know, that are maybe a year or two behind the pack, you're going to have all those guys be like, yo, like, I want to get out of the house. Let's go somewhere crazy. Let's do something. <laughs> so I think the middle of the, the pack is going to get kind of screwed in that sense. I think the beginning and end are going to benefit the most because people are going to want yeah. that vacation, you know? Yeah, I feel like it also depends if someone has a kid, you know? If someone has a kid, they're like, yo, fuck, I can't really go. Like, can't, can't, leave, can't leave the old wife. Y'all bowl and chain alone for that long. Oh, I, 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 you, I guys, you'd be shocked. <laughs> who would you guys say is the favorite right now, the best odds to land the first bachelor party? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people we know that are potentially, you know, up there for the most part. A lot of relationships. A lot of people in relationships. It's quarantine season. It's couple yeah. season. <laughs> like at the end of the day, it comes down to um, – you know, just like what you're up to, where you're at in life. You know, what I mean, it kind of kind of depends. Um, like, you know, I I'll throw myself in the ring. You know, I don't mind. You're you know, I'm, moving, I'm moving along one way or another. So, I think it really what it comes down to is what your priorities are. You know, are you are you trying to get that house? Are you trying to get that wedding out of the way? You know, what I mean, like, what are you trying to get done first? You know, that's a great point. Now, here, my my question to you is. Let's say you are one of the first people. And if you are, you're going to have a lot of like, especially just knowing our friends, really pushing for something crazy. And you said yeah. you might not, you might not want to do something crazy, but if you have to step up and you know, you got to, you're going to be that guy who we're just going to be like, look, your bachelor party is going to be, you know, yeah. something nuts. Would you accept that honor? Would you take it? I mean, I would, but the only thing is, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing this now because you know, with my brother, same thing. Um, I would feel terrible forcing people into spending a certain amount of money that they wouldn't really want to spend. Like say like, say like, you know, you got your, your groomsmen or whatever, you know, you know, like they're, they have, they almost like have to be there for the bachelor party to some degree. Um, I would hate to be like, yo, this is what we're doing. Everyone's spending 10 grand. And then all of a sudden people are like, I don't got 10 grand. Like, you know what I mean? I'd rather have yeah. everybody be there. I'd rather do something, you know, a little more low key and have something be there. Everybody be there. You know, so, what, um, you know what's a great alternative to Vegas and I was thinking about, and, and it kind of uh, follows what you were saying, Atlantic City. I mean, we, we go to Atlantic City Good quite time. frequently, but I, I think that's very doable. I think that would be a great weekend where you could have a lot of people, you know, probably be yeah. able to afford that and have a lot of fun. It'd be a yeah, really good you're time. getting, you're, you're not flying. Yeah. So like that cuts out like $500 right there. Yeah. You know, you're getting the casino run. You're you're, get, you're getting you know the club vibe. You're, you you kind of do whatever you want, which is kind which is dope. And you know, I mean, they have great like they have good they have steakhouses down there. They got everything at those at those casinos. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Or, I mean, or if you want to do something more like summer vibes, you can go to Ocean City, Maryland, drive down there. Yeah. You know, go hang out at the beach, go to all the cool fun bars out there. True and, that. And yeah, it's man. funny too. There's a lot of and and you don't have to do. Um, 
something crazy for the most part as well. There's actually a lot of, and there's a lot of great alternatives that I actually would consider even crazier. Like some things that I uh, looked up online and saw that I thought were like really cool is some, a lot of people do their bachelor parties in Buffalo. And what, what? they do Buffalo, is- Buffalo, New York? Buffalo, New York. I, know, I, was, I was shocked when I saw it. And they go to a Bills game and do the Bills Mafia and do like oh, an extended weekend in Buffalo. Damn. That's, that's a wild. lot of that's a lot of fun. I thought that was really cool. I, yeah. I you know, and I wouldn't have thought that, but I think you know if you if life in Buffalo are cheap as fuck too. You know, if you're a football guy too, which you know, for example, a lot of people we know are, how could you not just get reckless? I mean, if you're throwing a bachelor into a table on fire, I think that's a good bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> Rounding in Buffalo sauce as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Baptized by table. <laughs> and uh, yeah, place I'm down nice. there. I was thinking, yeah. of Buffalo, but. Oh, yeah. What about Canada? Canada, Canada. too. Oh, yeah. Canada. Toronto, Canada Montreal. Shout out the Montreal boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, a great uh, trip. That was really quite a degenerate trip that we were on. That's the, same, that's the same vibe. You know what I mean? Like, you just bar hop, you go out, you hang out during the day, maybe hit a cigar lounge, you never know. Oh, not a maybe. A must. <laughs> Montreal gets reckless, though, as the, light, as the night gets later. If you go there for bachelor parties, it might take a twist that you're not prepared for. <laughs> Montreal, I will stamp my name next to it. Greatest city of late night food. The fact that I can get lo mein noodles for $2 on, out of a freaking garage door. Yeah. Is it pizza? Is it noodles? Actually, it's pizza. Psych, he's eating Chinese. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Definitely Chinese. Definitely was Chinese. Definitely was Chinese, oh, and uh yeah, man, dude i montreal wild city and like yo like you were saying toronto i would love to go to toronto yeah. that is a crazy town for what i hear yeah and you know what's a another big uh bachelor and bachelorette party uh city is i hear nashville is really good as well a lot of people are doing that you could nashville. speak to that you said it was a lot of fun dude nashville's a, a wild town absolutely wild town if you're gonna have a bachelor party like nashville is a great great set because you have basically the way nashville works is you have the broadway is the name of the street it's yeah. you know it's their main street it's got nothing but bars and restaurants for like three blocks and at the end of it is titan stadium so you have the fucking titans fans hanging out if, if, if there's a football game on around the block you got bridgestone arena which is where the nashville predators play so like you have Two major sports teams in the same like five mile radius, and it's fucking crazy. Everybody's getting blackout drunk from sun up to sundown. It is nuts. I highly recommend. Seems like a great yeah. time. Yeah, and it, it'll ruin it'll ruin live music anywhere you go. You go to go see like a live you know bar band, you're gonna be like, yo, these guys suck. Send me back to Nashville where they have like the most legit people trying to make it. Oh yeah. I think that's really cool. And you brought up the Titan stadium and I guess that's similar to uh, the Buffalo. I think that's like a great, like a uh, thing to do during like a bachelor party, like weekend is like a sporting event. You get rowdy yeah. with everybody. I know uh, on Barcelona, I was looking, oh, this was a while ago. I saw some guy sent his uh, bachelor party to a baseball game. I forget where and him and I think the 30 guys that he was with all wore Hawaiian jersey, like Hawaiian shirts. They got kicked out. They got kicked out of the stadium because they were so reckless. And too rowdy? I thought, too rowdy. And I thought to myself, geez, no, 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 no. If they're getting kicked out, I can only They definitely did a beer snake. <laughs> Love the beer cup snakes. Big fan. Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, I, that's mad fun. I think that's such a good idea too. It gets the crowd going, which is nice. 
<laughs> Anytime you get the fans involved, can't go wrong. I mean, the, that's the biggest thing. I mean, that's the best thing about sporting events. And I think that sporting events, you know, kind of match the vibe of, especially a good game, match the vibe yeah. of the bachelor party. It really gets you going. Um, so if you guys had to pick where you would want to go, would you prefer, like, we'll just, we'll just make it easy. Would you prefer a beach bachelor party, you know, somewhere, somewhere warm in the sand? You know, uh, or would you rather do, like, a casino kind of vibe? somewhere else like or you know what i mean or like a major city of some kind like where if you had to pick one spot if you had, like you know i mean what, what do you think you guys would sit right now it, it's hard i mean it also so for me i think it depends where uh it depends where like you know it depends where you fall on that pecking order of the bachelor parties for example you know let's say two or three people before you do like you know dublin or vegas or ac you might be less inclined, you know, you don't, you might not want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to do something different. So, and, and those, you know, are ones that might change. So that's why, you know, I would be open to something like, you know, Nashville, um, Mardi Gras in New Orleans. I heard was a bonkers. I haven't, I haven't been there, but I I heard that's a great spot for a bachelor party too. I heard that gets really reckless. Um, so, you know, it's kind of up in the air. There's, there's so many great places domestically and around the world to do it. You know, you have so many options. You just have to do the research for the most part. Yeah, I would love to do Ireland. I mean, we've already been there, um, yeah. but I just feel like, for me, like my mom is from Ireland. Like, I just feel like it would be natural just to go back, have a bachelor party there, drink a million Guinnesses. Oh, yeah, uh, have we'll some have a good time. Unfortunately, have some drunk cigarettes, but uh, <laughs> just really have a great time and be at the pubs and, you know, really just like sightsee too. Like, just get out into yeah. the country for a couple of days. Yeah. You know. Now, I feel like we, you'd almost have to – I feel like it would be kind of tough because the other one was limited to a weekend. I feel like you'd have to try to get some touristy stuff during the day, you know, but also – but you know every night, like, you're not sleeping. You're about to drink a 1,000 Guinnesses. Like, so yeah, I mean, that's that's really how it was last March when we went. We were only that there for was, four days. It was brutal to the body, mind, and soul. Yeah. I mean, it was brutal. We would wake up at 9 in the morning, but we would go to bed at, like, 4 or 5, and we did that for four days – yeah probably i the most i consumed was potatoes sausage and guinness that was my diet for four days and by the time we got on the train coming back we were all in shambles no one even wanted to talk to each other how many hours do you think you slept a night three if yeah i would say it's wild (laughs) well because we'd get back and we would post game and which was horrible which was just not the right idea it was a lot of fun (laughs) And it was just, it was just very reckless, but that's like, you know, any trip. And we were, we were, we jammed a lot into four days to be fair. Yeah. I, I would say that's what you want from a bachelor party though. Yeah. You want to just be reckless for a fucking weekend or whatever. And then, you know, limp your way back home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be careful. So here's the thing about bachelor parties though, is uh, you gotta, who are, you gotta think about who is going to plan it for you. I'm telling you, the planning's huge. It's all about planning. If you don't plan, like it, it, you know, it gets kind of annoying to plan everything. But like, if you have a solid plan, like, well, it, it all comes down to who you pick because, yeah. you know, if you if you want a casual ish type of bachelor party, but you let the four craziest people you know plan it, you're not oh, getting yeah. that, and and you're gonna you're gonna have to accept it. I feel it's like you kinda, I I feel like it's like one of those things you kind of have to have your hand in it a little bit, so that way, like. The last thing you want and the last thing your boys want is you're not you're not getting the bachelor party you want. It's your one oh. and done. You know what I mean? That that would be I guess a friend planning it. I'd feel like such a dickhead if I ruined someone's bachelor party. Like like, you know, you all of a sudden you show up with a strippy and he's like, Yo, I am not about the strippies. 
Yeah. My hand will not be in it. I, I, I'm going to have a committee of people what, that, I hand, that I hand select <laughs> and I'm going to let it ride in, in the good old faith of it. You know, that's what you got to do. I don't want to know either. I want to be, I want to get to wherever we're going to go, where, whatever it's going to be. And I'm just going to be like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James, you want a hand in planning or a hand in the strippy? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, so I think what's going to be really cool is now we're going we're gonna to introduce our first reoccurring theme. No, AKA known as the three guys pick them. So every week we're going to do a, a, a reoccurring thing where you're going to pick your, your go-to three guys that are going to accompany you in some kind of crazy activity, ultimate team, whatever. And uh, this week we're going to feel the rhythm. We're going to feel the ride. Come on, y'all. It's bobsled time. We are going to do the old, our Mountain Rushmore three guys pick them ultimate bobsled team. Um, Lafay, you want to lead us off? If you had to be in a bobsled with three other guys, who do you want to be with? So this is a fire topic. However, um, I do not know what a Jamaican bobsled is. Well, you, you know, like the movie, like, yo, Cool Runnings, you know what I mean? It's like, you had a, like you're going to be in a bobsled with three other guys. Anybody you want, who would you pick to be in a bobsled with? To win a race? race? down a fucking mountain. To win, to win a race down a mountain. Yeah, man, in a bobsled. So. Is it you want more weight or less weight? Just three homies to ride with you. If you had, if you had to pick three, three, three athletes, three movie stars, three anybody, like I'm picking a Motley crew. I, yo, you really want me to lead? I got an example. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna if, need if, Nick, if you want, I, I'll lead because I, I actually I'll, I'll set the tone for this. All right? Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, so I did some thinking on this, and my ultimate Jamaican bobsled team would be so my seated man, my my captain. Your driver would have to be my driver would have to be Bill Murray. The oh, comic relief, oh, Bill you, fucking you, Murray. You, so you know what? What is he going to be? You know the most physically helpful? Probably, probably not. But man, even if you lose, you're gonna feel like a fucking champion with Bill Murray. Bill Murray is gonna carry you to the bar later and say, "Let's fucking go." You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Oh, you're, yeah. you're gonna have. You're gonna have no regrets. You're gonna on. get the crowd going. So then on, you know, because with the bobsled, you'd have then your guy on the left and your guy on the right. So I would be one of the guys on the left, but then my second guy and guy on the right would be Usain Bolt. Oh, now, if you're going to have a bobsled team, you got to have a Jamaican in there. Come on. I, well, yeah. I, I, and also Usain Bolt, that man is, is a muscular, fast man. He will, my lazy will ass is not going to. push the shit out of that bobsled. So we need someone who's really good at something to counteract my being really bad at something. So he is going to literally push us and excel us to where we need to go. And then my, my back man, the guy who's going to be the muscle, he's going to get everything going. I'm going to have to go with Mike Tyson. Yeah. I am Mike. I, I don't Great know ball. if you guys have seen Mike Tyson recently, but he is in phenomenal fucking shape. That Good man shape, is ready man. to go. That, he is a today Mike Tyson. I'm not, I'm not even talking about past Mike Tyson. I think today he would be my guy to push it and get it going. I Mike is 53 and looking mean again. Yeah. Exactly. So All he does is smoke weed now. It's great. <laughs> So those would be my guys, you know, and I'm, I'm confident hey, about that. That's, them. A, solid, that's a solid crew right there. I, I, I got think, someone to carry us through, you know? I think if I was going to have a, a motley crew of, of bobsledders, you know, if I would be stuck, wedged, you know, in a bobsled with three other guys, my, my driver, if I'm going to lead off with, is R.I.P. the legend, Paul Walker. That guy can drive a car. You know, he can drive the shit out of a bobsled. 
That fucker yeah. will take us to victory. We will win the gold medal. I love that. I think that's such a good one. <laughs> I think my anchor man, the guy pushing the bobsled, pure determination, pure drive. <laughs> there ain't no stopping him once you get him going. Mr. Forrest Gump. He just felt like bobsledding. He just felt like running. Forrest Gump will push us to victory. And then finally, you need you need a character. If I'm going to be crammed in a bobsled with three other dudes, I need somebody who's going to make me laugh the whole way. I'm going to take, and plus, you're going to love seeing this fucker in tights because it's hysterical, Chris Farley. Yes. Oh, I want Chris man. Farley just screaming, like hyping the crowd up when we get up there, just going absolutely apeshit. And then we're in the bobsled. He's just fucking having us, he's having us going, man. He's I live going. in a bobsled down by the river. Exactly. <laughs> Chris Farley, man, he was uh, R.I.P. Another legend, right there. That guy would fucking he would keep your ass, he keep you laughing and going the, the whole way, the absolute oh, whole way. And uh, I feel like the inertia from the weight would definitely uh, play. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. He might, he might go too fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Forrest, we ain't stopping until it's out. No, no, I love that. All right, so wait, I think I, I think I got this down now. That uh, after hearing yours, so this is just I made, I made this up on the spot. Uh, number one would be Matthew McConaughey. Oh, all chill right. guy. All right, like, all right, all right. He would bring that Jamaican kush, you know, and uh, he would bring a little bit of that, what's it called, wild turkey? So we'd be having <laughs> <a good time. laughs> You'd have a Lincoln bobsled. <laughs> Yo, I think we do have the thing with his fingers all the time. Oh, yeah. Number two would be Al Pacino. Um, probably oh. Garface Al Pacino. Oh, <laughs> make sure everybody on there is doing a little cocaine. A little cocaine. <laughs> Um, you know, meet at the bottom. Um, and then the third and final one, uh, didn't really put a lot of thought into it, but it came to mind. Uh, I'm going to go with the ex Detroit Lions wide receiver, Calvin Johnson. Wow. That's a unit. That's a big boy. I feel like you need strength. Yeah. Yeah. You need some strength. You need some grit, some determination. The guy retired from the NFL. He's got millions of dollars. He can invest that in the bobsled. He can help us. <laughs> you know, I feel like him running the bobsled with those thighs, you know, yeah, yeah he could yeah. really be in good shape with Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I feel like Saquon would be a great alternate too, man. That guy's got some thighs. Oh man. Got some Saquon. Saquon to talk about getting you moving. I feel like him and Al Pacino wouldn't get along though. I feel like Al Pacino. <laughs> Why is that? I, I need an explanation for that. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Al Pacino would just be like, "Hey, hey who's the Saquon guy?" Hey, yo, I, I, Faye, I feel like one thing with your sled that I think is very interesting. You got a lot of alpha dogs. You got McConaughey, yeah. he's alpha dog. Al Pacino, alpha dog, and then you know Megatron, Megatron. alpha dog. Guys like Omega's in that bobsled right there. Yeah, we got some meat on there. I'm telling you, we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep up with you guys. These are some fucking Motley Crue bobsleds right here. I love it. I fucking love, love the idea so, that going on here. Yeah, no, and I just – dude, the Chris Farley, I, I love that one. I thought that was just a great call. <laughs> dude, I just imagined him in tights. That's what I thought of instantly. Like, that guy would be fucking hysterical in tights. Because that's what they wear. They wear, like, those super tight suits. Like, it's all spandex and shit like that, aerodynamics, all that crap. But, yeah. It's all about. Your poor guy is just cramming a fucking bobsled together, racing down a mountain. It was a great topic. Great, great, great job, guys. I love that. Yeah, man. Well, we're wrapping it up here today. This is the Three Guys Park Bench Podcast. Signing off. Rouse, LaFay, and James. It's been a pleasure, boys. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Reps up. OVO.
You already? All my niggas so hungry, man, they just see what they kill. I like convertible bellies and houses deep in the hills. I might tell the whole crew come through. My squad gotta roll through, come through. Tell the young high school kids keep dreaming because they show do come true. Then I say, this that fucking mob shit. This that fucking player shit. This that shake your bottle up and bust the top and spray the shit. Bitches getting dug out like where all the fucking players sit. And like you just got traded, girl, you don't know who you're playing with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My sound is what up right now. I've been down, but I'm up right now. Nigga been backstroking and breaststroking through that lane that you left open, man. I don't give a fuck right now. Let a nigga swim in the pussy on the low. Try to go drown in the cup right now. Holla at me. Yeah.